Scripture for uh, reading for today uh, comes from two, two passages. First from Joshua 4, verses 1 through 9, and then Hebrews 12, verses 1 through 3. In Joshua 4, 1 through 9, when the whole nation had finished crossing the Jordan, the Lord said to Joshua, Choose twelve men from among the people, one from each tribe, and tell them to take up twelve stones from the middle of the Jordan, from right where the priest stood, and to carry them over with you, and put them down at the place where you stay tonight. So Joshua called together the twelve men he had appointed from the Israelites, one from each tribe, and said to them, Go over before the ark of the Lord your God into the middle of the Jordan, Each of you is to take up a stone on his shoulder, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, to serve as a sign among you. In the future, when your children ask you, what do these signs mean? Tell them that the flow of the Jordan was cut off before the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. When it crossed the Jordan, the waters of the Jordan were cut off. These stones are to be a memorial to the people of Israel forever. So the Israelites did as Joshua commanded them. They took 12 stones from the middle of the Jordan, according to the number of the tribes of the Israelites, as the Lord had told Joshua. And they carried them over with them to their camp, where they put them down. Joshua set up the 12 stones that had been in the middle of the Jordan at the spot where the priests who carried the Ark of the Covenant had stood. And they are there to this day. Then from Hebrews 12, Verses 1 through 3. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured, endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. Memories. One of the real struggles is when we, we lose memory. We think of things that we want to say, but we can't remember the word or we can't remember the name or, or we struggle with uh, re- remembering the the right facts. In an article in Think Magazine entitled Memories Are a Blessing, it was written by Dan Martin, he says, memory is one of God's greatest gifts. The human brain can store enough data to fill several million books, a capacity that makes the modern computer storage seem insignificant. That's an interesting thought because you think about how you get more and more storage in smaller and smaller units. And, and essentially he's saying that, yeah, it still doesn't even compare to the capacity of the brain. It goes on to say the human brain can store enough data to fill uh, not only several million books, but a capacity um, to, uh, to explode how many things can be recalled and what gets recalled at different times. Um, There are times uh, after I had a surgery in my head that um, 
An hour later, I'd be thinking of trying to think of a word or a name, and all of a sudden it would just emerge. And uh, and recently, some one of the kids was watching a TV show. Don't ask me the title of it. I'm not that into it. But where a woman was struggling with early stages of memory loss, and she just couldn't think of the name for caboose, and struggled with it, and struggled with it, and was it was driving her crazy all day long. And finally, toward the end of the day, she kept recur re rerunning the episode of what her father would do on the train with her and the last car he would take her to, and all of a sudden it finally popped into her mind, and then I assume she probably slept better because of that. Uh, the, uh, the conductor, Arturo Toscanini, demonstrated um, the ability of the brain to hold information uh, as uh, it is said that he memorized every note for every musical instrument in 250 symphonies and 100 operas. That's a lot of memory. Uh, remembering events from the past can enable us to relive and re-experience. We remember things. We can sometimes even re-feel some of the original emotions that we had at the time. We look at something and it brings back. And... Um, and it's really fun to look back. And there's nothing wrong with that. I uh, just want to make it very clear. It, there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, I want to show you um, something that I pulled off of the shelf that I have had since my senior trip of high school. It is a large matchbook from Niagara Falls. It says on it, a souvenir of Niagara Falls, Canada. And wow, it's, it's big. It's got, it's got all the matches still in place. I have not looked at this thing, safe to say, in 25 years. It just sits on the shelf. It doesn't serve any purpose uh, whatsoever. So if anybody wants this, it's free after the service. But I'll just tell you, we do, we do collect things because somehow that captures something special to us. And I don't want to diminish that. I think the, the, the drive for me in, in, in souvenirs was originally to somehow capture the moment of a trip like when we went to Florida, we had very few vacations when I was a kid. And so each one was a particularly special. Uh, in fact, the biggest vacation we ever took was, uh, was my goodbye vacation, as I called it. Um, it was a vacation that my parents said to me, where would you like to go? Because it didn't look like I was going to survive leukemia and so I wanted to go out west and so I now have a, a set of bullhorns 
in my office at home. And I was so proud of those bullhorns. The whole vacation was worth it just for that set of bullhorns. Got to go up Pikes Peak in Colorado and got to go into Wyoming and everything. Yeah, souvenirs. Uh, Then there are more practical. And as you get older, sometimes you get more practical. And here's one that is very recent as of a week ago that I picked up. This is a sweatshirt, and you can read the name on it, Santa Monica. It's on the other coast. And uh, Cheryl has worn this already more than I have. (laughs) And then there is one other form of remembering that were universally, probably many of us do. I don't even know what's in here. I don't even know what I'm looking at. It's mountains somewhere. Uh, But it's a picture album. Yeah, I don't know that we want to look at that. Yeah. (laughs) Or swimsuits. Oh, this is at Yosemite, a vacation also in California, many, many years ago. Um, But we, we do picture albums to help us remember those, and we capture those scenes. The problem with so many of those kinds of things is that it gives us a warm feeling to simply remember them, but it's still primarily looking back. And in just simply looking back, it doesn't help us. And one of the things we'll point out here about memory and remembering in scripture And I would really test us on this. Memory in scripture is always meant for a redemptive purpose. It's always forward looking. We remember something in order to give us direction for where we will go. If we don't have that clear, we're going to be just running out of things to celebrate because it's only we're only sort of celebrating the things of the past and not allowing God to bring new chapters into our life and to let peace and love and 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 new experiences fill us and give us joy again and so it it's always that sense of, of remembering. So notice the contrast between the two scriptures Doug read. One was that it was very important. So that's again where we're saying there's nothing wrong with with those with any of these kinds of markers. That was very important. Do you know that when the children of Israel crossed the uh, the the Jordan River? The same thing happened, they crossed on dry ground, the same as when they came across the Red Sea. They crossed on dry, in other words, God parted the waters so that they could cross through the Jordan. And these marker stones were brought out of the Jordan so that when they looked at the marker stones, They would remember what God had done for them. 
And that's the, that's the primary purpose that God wants us to remember he's still there. His love is still there. It's never been taken away. He cares for us. He sees us in whatever situation we're in. And, and there is strength in that. And there is forward looking. And there is even just for one step forward or one, one inch at a time, one foot at a time, one step, step by step. I love uh, Rich Mullins who oh, sang that, uh, he sang that song, uh, Step by Step, um, You'll Lead Me and I Will Follow You All of My Days. That's the commitment of Christ's followers. We don't know where it's going. We don't know where the path will, will lead. We don't know when it will end. But we know that step by step, God can lead us. And, and it's that sense of trust. We may not see what's ahead. But we don't have to. Because we know the one who does. And I think that's, that's most of all what God wants us to to remember. So this memory is meant for a redemptive work and we're to remember in scripture so that we're always moving forward. Psalm 143:5 says, "I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands." We remember that so that we can have confidence in facing the things that we're facing today. Also notice even more powerfully what Jesus said about the Holy Spirit in John 14. But the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. So remembering is something that we don't just do on our own. It's something that we trust that the Holy Spirit, as we continue to pray and to study scripture, that the Holy Spirit will keep speaking to us the things that Christ taught and and will continue to give us that confidence in moving forward. It's it's an interesting thing about... um, that Professor Marvin Wilson was talking about. He wrote an article, actually a book, in which he referred to a Hebrew word for remember. It's called zakar. And he said that we often think of memory as purely a mental faculty involving the retention of information. But when we examine the biblical concept of remembrance, we will see that remembering in the Bible usually leads to or results from purposeful action that we remember as we act and as we act we remember and so there's a reinforcing of God's leading and God's guiding as we take steps of faith and then we listen and take steps of faith and listen again remember to move forward We also remember to stay focused. There's so many things and so much information out there that we tend to get caught up. And if we've never understood that before today, think about all of the 
crazy sources of information out there. But we remember an instruction that God gave us in order that we might follow to remain in his favor. Proverbs 10.7 says, The memory of the righteous is a blessing, but the name of the wicked will rot. And Psalm 103 says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So we, re- we remember things in order to stay focused. I tried that before, it failed. I remember that. Don't try that again. That's not going to lead to good things. And we learn from past failures. Um, third, rem- we remember to stay faithful. You know, we remember God's gift of grace in Christ. And we remember that, that God's love is there for us. Um, in 1 Corinthians 11, you know this passage in verses 24 and 25. And when he had given thanks, he broke the bread and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, he took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. In remembrance of Jesus. I love the way that Sun Ben started the service this morning in talking about the whole purpose of everything we're about here is Jesus Christ. That's right. And, and, and God wants us more than anything to remember that. That anything we do is about Christ. And about uh, staying focused on Christ and remembering to stay faithful um, as he calls us to be faithful. And um, in Acts 20, 25, it says, In all things I have shown you that by working hard in this way, we must help the weak and remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he himself said, It is more blessed to give than to receive. And this one from Exodus is a weird one that you're going to say, what does that have to do with remembering? Exodus 28, I believe it was commandment number six. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Why is that important? Because the Sabbath day was the end of creation where God had declared his creation to be good. And in declaring such and in keeping the Sabbath holy, we often think, oh, it's about the day of the week, the Sunday. And, and you, there's some great study about that. And, and I'm not discounting that. But the greater Sabbath is the Sabbath of the heart that, that stops long enough to re- realize and to acknowledge that God is the creator and he cares about us. And he cares about us and remembers us as he created us. We were at an art museum in California and saw some of Picasso's works. Ooh, wow. I, I was not, I'm not huge into art, but it was fascinating. Picasso, an original. How many artists do you think have painted something 
and especially one that is world-renowned, and would say, yeah, I, I just don't remember painting that. I don't remember drawing that. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a cabin in the woods. Yeah, it's just, well, he didn't, he didn't do those kind of scenes. But, um, you know, how many people create something so special and unique and value it so much that they would send their son to die for that person and go, I don't remember. No. The Sabbath is the mark and keeping it holy is us remembering not just a Sunday of rest, us remembering that God still loves us and God remembers us always because he created us and it's very, very, very special to him. So our decision to be faithful is a powerful decision that we can make. And it's a decision that we make. And so we remember to live in forgiveness because he, through Christ, forgives us. So some lessons to take away. Yeah, use your personal scrapbooks, souvenirs, gifts, special occasions, plaques, engagement rings, wedding bands. Use those as reminders. You know, as it says uh, in, in the Old Testament, write them on the door frames of your houses. Use those as reminders of what God has done and how much God has loved you. And as a church, we put out an historical marker last year and we have different pictures of some of our celebrations over the years why because we want to remember that the only way we could get there was because of God and his faithfulness to us and our families celebrate anniversaries birthdays have a family bible um, you know we we remember all kinds of things as a nation um, and for our children Help them remember, do some of those special occasions and always give thanks to God on those special occasions. Another way of saying it is this. What stones, what markers will you put up in your life? What will be the stones that mark the faithfulness of God to you? There was a story of a single woman who became a missionary in China. And I thought of this story because it just seems so parallel to the experience of the mission group coming out of that escaped captivity in Haiti. Um, but this woman um, was a missionary to China. But when the Japanese army invaded during World War II, she was forced to flee. But she loved the orphans she had worked with so much that she couldn't bear to leave them behind. So with one assistant to help her, she led more than 100 children over the mountains to reach freedom. In the book, The Hidden Price of Greatness, the authors tell us this uh, story of the struggle in which Gladys Isleward fought with herself. During Gladys's harrowing journey out of war-torn Yangchen, she grappled with despair as never before. After passing a sleepless night, she faced the morning with no hope of reaching safety. 
But a 14-year-old girl in the group reminded her of one of the stories the orphans love from Scripture, the story of Moses and the Israelites crossing the Red Sea. But Gladys cried in desperation, but I am not Moses. A 14-year-old girl says to her, of course you aren't, but Jehovah is still God. Jehovah is still God. What saved Gladys Allward was from plunging into the depths of this despair was a 14-year-old girl helping her to remember God has not left us. God still loves us. God still cares for us. God remembers us. May we be encouraged today in all of the pain of losses that we feel. Remember that God is still there and he still loves us. Amen.